All right, I'm going to kick this off. Yeah, you're ready to just get in. I'm ready it, to huh? go. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm set. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I'm Bobby Navia. And I am Dorian Weinzimmer. Welcome back, everybody, to another week of The Couch. Uh, I'm very excited this week, Dorian. Bobby's fucking hyped. I am. I'm, I, can, I can, you know, witnessed and reported. Not gonna lie, I I'm not gonna feel bad about cutting you off at all this episode. Do it, or just I being mean, like, hold up, stop. I need to. It's very in theme with the movie we're talking about. I need to interject. <laughs> yes, um, today we're gonna do the trailer to Unhinged, mm-hmm. which is already supposed to have been out. It's one of the movies that was supposed to come out in July. July yeah, it was 10th. supposed to come out like today, right? The seventeenth or no? Today was Tenet. Today was, was going to come out a week earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was was supposed to come out last week. So who knows when it'll come out? Yeah. But for some reason, they are hellbent on remo- on releasing this movie before Tenet. Yeah, I thought this was going to be the movie. Yeah. Could you imagine if like this was the movie that was like saved movie theaters? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right right now, speaking from the perspective of <laughs> it's July seventeenth, twenty twenty, a hundred percent yes. I like it. Almost at this point, seems more likely, just in keeping with the theme of this year, that Tenet sucks and doesn't make any money and unhinged somehow turns out to be this fantastic film (laughs) that everybody flocks to go see it saves theaters and us as a species by finally unifying everybody into our uh you know i guess mixed feelings about russell crowe true yeah um do you have mixed feelings about russell crowe do you like russell crowe i think everyone has mixed feelings about russell crowe really you think so well yeah i mean like he can be a pretty awful dude at times <laughs> like, like throwing phones at people and shit and is yeah. probably at least a little abusive to his ex-wife all right at least verbally okay all not right. great you know not great but does he have that sort of <laughs> thing does he have like the um arnold schwarzenegger effect where he could be married right, father this, a child yeah. With the maid that nobody knows about for years. Well, yeah. I, I've, maybe I'm, I'm assuming a couple people knew about. Uh, yeah. And then, like, when there's a new Arnold movie, like, I think when there's a new Arnold movie, like, even if it's like main theaters or like a VOD, which I don't think he's done a VOD in a while. Yeah. But I, I would imagine most of the world is like, oh shit, man, fucking new Arnold movie. It's yeah. coming. Like, people are hyped right. for it. So, I mean, I yeah. wonder if does like Russell Crowe have that same sort of. Uh, he doesn't have the same cachet for me, at least. Weight, yeah. pun intended. Yeah, like not not even the same level of gravity. <laughs> okay. For me, between him and uh, him and Schwarzenegger, I mean, Russell Crowe's done some amazing stuff in his career. Yeah. I'm not saying he sucks or anything like that, but you know, he's also you know he's he's had and especially like in recent years too, he hasn't really had much to speak of going on. Movie wise, movie wise, you mean? Yeah, career, okay. yeah, 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 career wise. Um, I mean, he had that amazing, amazing fucking divorce auction. That shit was incredible. Holy shit. There was a book. Wasn't there a book? Yeah. The, said, the, 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 it was the auction catalog was called That's The Art of Divorce. Oh, and it was just him like winking at the camera while holding up like a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. And then that's where John Oliver ended up buying the... Um, the, oh, the fucking jockstrap, jockstrap right? from Cinderella Man and That's then gave incredible. it to the last blockbuster in the U.S., which was in Alaska, and then they shut down. And then I don't remember where it ended up. Ended up somewhere. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so, you know, that's really like the most noteworthy thing that Russell Crowe's done recently, I feel like. He's done, uh, I'll do the last couple of years. 2016 was The Nice Guys, mm-hmm. which I enjoyed. 
Yeah. Uh, he was. Yeah, it was all right. Doctor Henry Jekyll in Tom Cruise's The Mummy, mm-hmm. which I actually thought he was pretty. Yeah. He was the right kind of stupid crazy uh-huh. for that movie. Like he he's the one actor in that movie who knew exactly the movie that it, that he was making. Okay. Everybody else thought that they were making a Tom Cruise movie. Gotcha. And he's like, no, what are you fucking kidding me? No. Tom Cruise in a mummy movie? I'm yeah. gonna. T- um, and then Boy Erased, The Loudest Voice, uh, which was a Showtime miniseries mm-hmm. in which he played Roger Ailes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, History of the Kelly Gang, uh, which went uh, to VOD. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to go in theaters. And then uh, Unhinged, 2020. Um, yeah. But yeah, certainly a far cry from the, uh, you know, uh, gladiators and whatnot of yesteryear. Yes. Cinderella Man and whatnot, all of his big, you know, uh, beautiful mind, all of his Oscar-y type of stuff when he was, like, real hot shit in Hollywood. Are you a Russell Crowe fan? Uh, Aside from, like, you know, the auction, (laughs) beating his wife, you know. Allegedly. 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 (laughs) Yes. You weren't there. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. Um, Are you a Russell Crowe fan? I like. I guess. I mean, I like when he's good. I like him. Okay. You know, and I, he does have that like I don't know, kind of like dickish, smirking Aussie yeah. kind of persona, yeah. which, which you know I enjoy when deployed properly. Uh, so yeah, I, I guess so. I like him. What about you? Um, this trailer actually made me go back and like look at his his IMDb like post Gladiator. Mm-hmm. And I came to the realization that, you know, uh, you've, you've been when you know, we've been texting or whatever, you've been mentioning like uh, that Russell Crowe is knocking on the door of Gerard Butler's movie career. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think if if 300 he's trying to sit in that plush throne, <laughs> <laughs> if like if like the the Oscar like winning an award for, you know, like for a movie, let's say 300 is Gerard Butler's like Oscar. Right. And then post, <laughs> but post, right. os- but because you know how like actors, this is a fun reality to imagine. No, no, no. This is like, <laughs> actors will win Oscars. Right. And then sometimes the movie, the, the movie choices aren't as like great. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, like oh, yeah, usually yeah. there's always like that one movie that a studio holds back. Was the, like, like uh, was it Halle Berry doing like, was it like Monsters Ball and then like Stealth? Yeah, or something yeah. like that. Or was no, that was Catwoman? Jamie Foxx. It was Jamie Foxx. Yeah, that yeah. was yeah. She did Catwoman. Jamie Foxx did Ray, and then Stealth, and then like Charlize Theron did Monster, and then Eon Flux. Oh yes, yeah, right, right, just right, like right. yeah, following. Yeah, and it's like you're filming that shit when you win the Oscar, you know, or like you just finished, it, and you have to know at that point. You got to be like, <laughs> well, <laughs> can't win them all, I guess. <laughs> so, I don't know if that makes it sweeter or more bitter. It's yeah. My point is, is I'm sure that I'm. Gerard Butler is kind of wishing that he had the career that Russell Crowe had post Oscar. Oh, sure. Because I feel like he's actually had some better, you know, some better movies post Oscar. Because after Gladiator, he does, uh, well, Proof of Life and Gladiator came out in the same year. But he does Beautiful Mind, Master and Commander, Cinderella Man, 310 to Yuma, American Gangster, Body of Lies, State of Play, Robin Hood, Next Three Days. Uh, Ooh, I forgot about that movie. Yeah. So did everyone. <laughs> uh, he plays uh, Javert in Les Mis. Mm. Uh, Jarrell in Man of Steel. Noah, 
the Water Diviner, Nice Guys, Henry Jekyll. Yeah. I don't know. Like, they're not all great, but I feel like they're all... Those movies are, like... There's some pretty solid... I mean, especially right after yes. Gladiator. There's yeah. some pretty solid ones there. Right, right. Um, but no, I th- I'm, I'm a big... I like Crow- Russell Crowe. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I've been in, like... Uh, what have you been calling it? The Crow Hole? Uh, yeah, the crow hole. The crow. I've been yeah. in not the crow's nest. Fuck that. <laughs> this is crow with an e. Yeah. Very different. This type of crow does not nest. It burrows. Mm. Yeah. Is it safe to say that Russell Crowe has burrowed himself into my? I think he has. I think he's he burrowed himself into a bottle, and then that bottle burrowed itself into your your brain. Into my world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've also like rewatched Gladiator pretty recently, and just really dig that movie. Yeah. It's, just fucking fun. Yeah. No, I need to watch it again. I, I honestly, I think I've only seen it the one time, like around. I don't think I even saw it in theaters. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that was one that I saw on DVD or something for the first time. Okay. And I, I liked it. You yeah. know, I thought it was fine, but I wasn't crazy about it to the Tyler, point where I was uh, like, I gotta own this and I need to watch it again or anything like that. It just was sort of like, yeah, cool, good movie. Yeah, yeah. Tyler was uh, said that he had watched or listened to that the rewatchables episode on it, mm-hmm. and that it made him go and rewatch it, and he was just like. He's like, this movie's just kind of okay. Like, I don't, I, I feel like I remember liking it more than I am watching it now. Mm. And I was just like, um, I was like, I think we're so desensitized for when there's like a Swords and Sandals movie, kind of. It's got to either like look and feel like 300 or there's got to be like this otherworldly version to it. It's like, we're either getting Gladiator or we're getting like Gods of Egypt, which, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I fucking love, but you know. Yeah, particular type what of movie, side you know, of the fence are you on? Right, you know? exactly. So um, it's and, like asking like, if you're like a Beatles or an Elvis person. Like, are you a, yeah, are you right. a Gladiator <laughs> or a Gods of Egypt person? Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Um, but I feel like now it's either going to be like in in between that, and if there is a Gladiator type movie, it's going to be like on a lower budget. It's going to be like an indie movie that like comes out. It's not going to be only Ridley Scott is going to get like the budget to do like, hey, I want to do you know a Swords and Sandal like epic and just build everything and all that kind of stuff but um but anyways uh did I you ever real quick well before we get off this gladiator tangent yeah um did you ever read the nick cave script for the gladiator sequel i never read it but i know all about it yeah so it's I, I fucking want it. awesome i want it i have it no i mean i it's just an, want i want them oh yeah yeah, yeah I no i do too yeah, apparently yeah. ridley scott and russell crowe do too but they both said it'll never get made <laughs> And I, after reading it, I can understand it's going to be extraordinarily expensive and like really, really risky. You yeah. know, not not a guaranteed bankable thing <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. So, uh, but but extraordinarily good. Yeah, it was really really cool. It's all about yeah his like journey through the afterlife. Yeah, don't they like call him back? Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They resu- but is it a resurrection or is it a reincarnation? It's uh, it's like a resurrection, but he has to like move through the afterlife to come back. Mm. So there's this whole journey through the other world, mm. like the afterlife world that that entails. Yeah, it's really awesome stuff. And then isn't it like immortal <laughs> and like lives through the ages? And at the end of the movie, it's, he's uh, like a pentagon, I pentagon think general. So, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I'm trying to remember uh, about that, but I'm pretty sure I remember that being the case. Yes. Yeah. He is the embodiment of war. <laughs> That's so fucking cool. Yeah. It's very <laughs> Nick Cave also. Uh, all right. Let's get into this trailer. But, yeah. Russell fucking crow. And anyway, the, so the only reason I was comparing him to Gerard Butler. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought this up. And, because yeah. of his face. Oh, because it's, it's, there's a lot of it. He's kind of fat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, there's more of it than there used to be. 
He's. I think he's and, making it work better than Gerard Butler, though. Yeah, well, I mean, because he's still a better actor. Like, yeah. there's no question about that. Yeah. I mean, he is the superior talent <laughs> in in the object in the in the classic sense. <laughs> I mean, in some ways, Gerard Butler has the edge. Yeah, but that's yeah, Big that's a, that's a little more subjective. <laughs> God, fucking Big um, Nick is a piece you know, of shit. If, if, you're, if you're holding a contest for whose face looks more like a bootleg Mel Gibson t-shirt, Gerard Butler's going to win 10 times out of 10. Yeah, that's you true. Know? Yeah. Um, but uh, Russell Crowe, you know, can at least, he can he can usually at least back it up with talent. And I imagine yeah. that, like, hope my only hope for this movie, because this trailer's awful. I mean, this movie looks so You don't fucky. like this trailer? No! I fucking love this trailer. <laughs> I'm so ready for this movie, Dorian. You have like no idea. Fucking trash. No, it doesn't. It looks so fucking but good. But the only thing I'm hoping is that, like you said about him in the Mummy, yeah, that he was the only one who knew what movie was actually being made here. That's why. That's I, the only yeah. saving potential saving grace of this film is mm-hmm. if he was just like, no, we're making a movie called Unhinged where I have road rage. Yeah, and that's literally the entire treatment for the movie. Yeah, mad guy on road, yells at woman, cut to house blowing up. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much how the trailer goes. Yeah. <laughs> the last uh, time I watched the trailer, I was trying to figure out if there was... I'll be honest with you. I watched it when it first came out like a couple months ago mm-hmm. or whenever the first release of it was. And then I watched it, I think, yesterday or the day before yesterday, uh, like on the bus, like on my phone. Mm-hmm. So literally that was like two days ago was when I last watched it. Yeah. But when I watched it that time, I noticed that there was like a, a brief shot of uh, like a close up of his wedding ring and just him mm-hmm. having a moment of like, yeah, you know, gripping the steering wheel. And so I was like, like, I, I was things like, have, haven't been going real great for me. Right. You know, lately. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just cuts to him like moody at night. It's raining and he's like <laughs> looking at his wedding ring. And yes. no. Smacking the steering wheel. Um, I love this trailer quite a bit. Yeah, I think it knows exactly what it is. Mm. It's just a fucking dumb, just like what you described. Um, this made me think of the um, the uh, Joe Bob class we went to go see at Music Box mm-hmm. because he does have how a Redneck bit of a Saved Hollywood. How Redneck Save Hollywood? He does have a bit of a Southern accent in it, and I just kept mm. thinking about how this would fit into. Joe Bob's. It was all shot uh, in and around New Orleans. Oh, I was going to say Atlanta. Yeah. I didn't know it was New Orleans. Okay. Yeah. So some other town in Louisiana, but some stuff in New Orleans as well. Okay. Um, yeah, it feels to me like one of those movies mm-hmm. where it's just like we got a Southern dude who just snaps and is just being a crazy he Southern He hates Warmerns. He hates <laughs> And then this Warmern cuts him off. Yeah. Fuck. Um, but no, I, I, this just looks like a, like a, fun b movie like just something to rent. like i honestly wish it was available to rent right now yeah like this is the kind of movie that if it's if sure if it was going to go to theaters that's fine but even when the trailer got released i was like this is not a movie that should go to theaters this is straight this is a vod jam right here 35 million dollar b movie yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. because that's a reasonable amount of money to spend on this film which is what they spent on it hey well i mean uh no i had a really good time with the trailer i think it looks really fucking fun yeah yeah <laughs> not in like a way where i'm like this is you know the greatest movie ever made or anything it but just, like i just know the kind of it looks like it's taking itself so fucking seriously though but isn't that like what's there's like not kinda funny about it i no, it just <laughs> makes it look like they actually think that this passes for an acceptable like fucking theatrical blockbuster summer release mm-hmm. 
Like, which is horseshit. Do you think that's it's like... A, they're, not even, they're not even pretending to, like... They're not even pretending anymore that they care mm-hmm. that you even think that some thought went into this. Okay. You know, because it is literally... I mean, this is literally like a guy is stopped at a stop sign, mm-hmm. and he doesn't... Or a stoplight. He doesn't go when the light turns green. And this woman honks at him and then goes around him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's stalking her... Blowing her house up, apparently. He gives her the chance to apologize. She doesn't do it. it Oh, because that makes this a more reasonable premise. (laughs) You're right. I'm sorry. I overlooked the... Come on, Dorian. (laughs) Come on. I overlooked the humanizing element of this whole... Exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, apparently in the middle of a diner murders her boyfriend or husband or something. Like, what the (laughs) fuck? It's... Um, but that, like, I, I don't know, just the style of it is too straight. There was just nothing that gave me like that, just little hint of like a wink that like, we know what we're doing here, you know, okay. it's, it, and I, I needed that, you know, this is like the opposite of that, um, that fucking, Le- uh, that fucking Liam Neeson snowplow movie oh. where he was the snowplow driver yeah, I never named saw like that. Dick's Hardman or something like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Hard Dixman or some S- shit. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, it was amazing. Inspired naming, but, um. Uh, I can't remember what it was called, but Cold uh, Pursuit. Cold Pursuit. That's yeah. what it was. But that was like the exact opposite where you watch the trailer and you're like, this is too tongue in cheek. Like okay. everything about this was just like too over the top in your face trying to be a comedy. All right. And then apparently that's not really what the movie was either. They just tried to they just decided like, hey, we've got this absurd premise of Liam Neeson's a snowplow driver getting revenge on like the mob. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's just cut the trailer to make it seem like this is a good time, like comedy haha movie. Okay. And then okay. apparently it was like not that Nothing at all. Like that, yeah. But that was like the, you know, the opposite of this where, um, you know, this one feels like I'm just getting like too much seriousness out of the style and format, in which the trailer is being presented to me. Do you think that it's being marketed this way? Do you think it would be marketed the same way if like, covid never happened because i do really feel like this movie aside from like aside from the budget like i do feel like this movie plays more towards like something you find at like a gas station yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean not like let's put it you know let, let's give it an avengers type of like release you know yeah sort of thing let's uh, let's four wall a bunch of fucking theater <laughs> yeah, right, chains exactly. you know and re this is how we come back from a fucking global pandemic let's go toe-to-toe with tenant you know yeah. like <laughs> seriously let's let's pave the road for these guys you yeah. know so do you think like part of the reason you know why it's why they're I mean, trying to put it in theaters is because there's there would be nothing in theaters if they were open so that's well in a way i mean if you look at tenant as like the main event you know you bought tickets to see Unhinged the Rolling the Stones. Un- Unhinged is the fucking perfect opening act, because the because any opening exact exists purely to make the main act sound even better than they already do. Yeah, because the opening act ninety nine point nine percent of the time fucking sucks. Um, and I, I just assumed that was kind of what you did. You know, mm-hmm. you you did that so that you sounded even more awesome when you went on there, but. Uh, I was so trying to see I, if there was a runtime. Sorry. So, oh, it's ninety minutes. It yeah. is ninety minutes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm pretty sure I saw that. All right. Um, but yeah. So in that sense, like, if you're gonna go to a theater and see this, and you're like, ugh, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the experience. You know, the theater experience was kind of rough, and mm. then the movie itself sucked. And then you're like, but I don't know. You know, Tenet comes out in a couple weeks. I'm just, I'm gonna do it again because I yeah. gotta see this movie. And then you go and see Tenet. You already know what to expect going to the theater, the whole process and rigmarole that that's going to entail. Yeah. And then you see Tenet, and it's fucking awesome. And then all of a sudden, you're like, movie theaters are back, you guys. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Um, 
so you know if if that's the strategy then i guess i understand this completely um but in terms of marketing the movie would it be marketed differently i feel like this is kind of the the push they would have gone for okay. regardless okay. of of yeah the time frame um the <laughs> the only the only thing that felt potentially a little more like of the times okay was actually the little like coda shot at the end where there's like uh it's like a chase on the highway and a cop car like fishtails on the highway and ends up like parallel to the oh, road yes and, and then all of a sudden a tr- it, he doesn't get t-boned Oh, oh, yeah, the cop gets, car gets s- obliterated that's right. by a semi truck that just appears out of nowhere and of course doesn't make any noise until it actually, you know, collides. <laughs> yes. Yeah, all the Other than that, it's gone. silent. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking stealth Mac truck. Um but uh but that being like the little coda on the end that has nothing to do with anything. No. I mean, it it, it is just such a completely random moment to throw in there of just like absurdity. It's not even like a I mean, it should be a tag of like Russell Crowe saying something yeah. to the camera. Yeah, right. That's what it should be. Yeah. But it's he's not even in the scene. No. Unless he's driving the semi, which if he dude, if he's if the he, one driving the semi. If he gets out of his truck. Now he's just murdering cops because this woman cut him off. Yes. Yeah. I gave her the chance to apologize. um it's uh it's great but um oh but uh, sorry real quick um but yeah so uh uh fuck what was i gonna say you're talking about about the the coda at the end oh yeah so that was the only thing that felt maybe to me like it was of the times because it was kind of like a fuck this cop moment was like all it was was like oh this cop just got murdered yeah and that's supposed to be the moment that goes us like makes us go like yeah let's go see this movie (laughs) This is going to be action-packed. It's like this guy who had nothing to do with any of this shit just got obliterated by a Mack truck. Yeah. And on top of it, if if the driver of that Mack truck isn't Russell Crowe, like that guy just murdered this cop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's going to have to deal with that. You know, that's yeah. not probably doesn't feel great. I mean, depending on, you know. Um, yeah. Because I, I did look at this uh, director, uh, yeah. Derek... Uh, Boast, Bost. I'm not. I can't remember how it was pronounced. I can't, I can't remember either. Yeah, I got it right. German here. guy. Go ahead. Uh, but anyway, I was. There's not a ton of info about him, really. I was kind of trying. Bort. Bort. Oh yeah, Bort. B O R T E. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> uh, his Twitter page. He had a lot of like political stuff up there. You oh, know, did he? He's obviously like very liberal. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. A lot of like you know fuck Trump kind of shit and stuff like that. Which yeah, cool. All right. Um, but so yeah, that was the one that I was kind of wondering when the trailer came out, if that was something that they threw in to just be like, fuck the cops. Or if that was just, you know, just happened to come out like two weeks before, you know, this all blew up his, um, this, it was really, uh, I totally forgot about this. He wrote and directed a movie called American dreamer, Yeah, which when Jeremy, it came out, uh, in 2018, and uh, the trailer came out when the Jeremy Jim and I... Jim Gaffigan one, yeah, right? when Jeremy and <laughs> so I were weird. living together. And, like, Jeremy was just all over this. He's like, doesn't this look good? I was just like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's weird because it's Gaffigan, but, like... That's a total Jeremy movie. It's it. It is. Yeah. 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 100%. Um, I wonder if my excitement for this trailer is because I've been buying quite a few four ninety nine movies on iTunes, right? You've and been also- on a You've been on a John Travolta VOD kick. Yeah, I have. I I've been doing been thing, that. Yeah. I mean, I bought fucking End of Days, where Arnold Schwarzenegger fights the devil, like yep. for four ninety nine. Like this has been my quarantine. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I bought Bloodshot for twenty dollars. Yeah. Okay. Like this is where I'm at. Look, we've all we've all made some 
strange decisions in yeah. these weird times. <laughs> <Right. It's, laughs> we're all just trying to get by. Exactly. You know, like you can't judge what people did in this scenario. No, you know, it's really the simple things for me. And for right now, Russell Crowe as a crazed Southern man. Yeah. Not getting his apology mm-hmm. and just deciding this is what he's going to. Part it's, of me is curious as to why he's doing this. Yeah. Because there's got to be some. Well, I think, you know, the reasons are numerous and there might be a comma or two <laughs> in there. <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's my guess why he did this. Sweet. All right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, most actors, too, they like they just they like to work. Yeah. You know, and so they kind of do whatever comes their way if it's at least, you know, passable yeah. at least. Yeah. Uh, you know, some people don't even give a shit about that. They're like, no, I'll just I'll just do whatever. Mm-hmm. Whether it's great or terrible. If you want to pay me to, you know, do my thing. Awesome. That's great. I love doing it. Um, but I, I assume this was, yeah, a paycheck. I, I can't imagine that, yeah. you know, this is a movie that Russell Crowe read and was like, wow, this is really timely and relevant. I want to make sure that I'm attached to this. I beg to differ, <laughs> sir. I think he thought the ex- that's quite it. the opposite. That's exactly what that's he what thought. That's what went through he his mind. Yeah. yeah. He was just like, this is America right now. This is how America feels. This road rage. And I'm going to be the foreigner who puts a southern accent on. <laughs> just... Hey, that role should have gone to an angry Southerner. I'll say that. You know, <laughs> why are we giving these roles to Australians? You know, actually, it's, Australians are angry Southerners, just different part of the world, but still angry and Southern part. Yeah. So, yeah, sure. You know what? I'll take it. It's an acceptable substitute, Hollywood. Uh, I have, I have, a, I have a question for you. Mm. If at the end of Virtuosity, Sid six point seven makes it, does he become this character? In oh, the real world. Mm. I mean, does he like lo- lay low for a couple years? Bobby, as as, <laughs> as handsome as that question is, Sid is on a way way different level from this guy. Yeah, yeah. He's not picking fights in the middle of traffic, and he's certainly not offering people the chance to apologize. That's true. I, I mean, he is fucking butt naked, <laughs> doing weird dance moves with <laughs> knives and shit. Eating flies with chopsticks. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's uh, yeah. This is not a guy who's going to do something. Resort to something this mundane. Yeah, he's got a. He thinks bigger than this guy. Okay. Yeah, that's my take on it. Unless like Sid six point seven got like a you know like a virus or something like that. Oh, this yeah. Is Sid he was point, like massive seven on a virus. Yeah, like massively downgraded or some shit. Or maybe it was I just like that. a maybe it was some sort of okay. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Here's a here's a scenario to fucking pause it. <laughs> maybe they built in as a as a uh, safeguard into yeah. the sid 6.7 programming a time degradation factor oh. aging if you will oh. that as time goes on like the, the code starts to deteriorate yeah. you know just like a human body would um I and that, that you know now by the time that he's this age you know he has sort of broken down to become this like shell of a man yeah probably an alcoholic his wife left him you know all this type of shit Digging this. Now I'm digging this backstory. Yeah. So now he's like, he is still an AI computer program, but now it's sort of like, <laughs> instead of being all of the world's like worst serial killers and, and <laughs> genocidal maniacs, he's he's like a small fraction of them. He's sort of like their, I don't know, they're like first cousins. <laughs> yeah. Nice. They took all the, 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 like the first cousins of all the serial killers. <laughs> That's what you'd get at like, the like fifty eight year old Sid six point seven, yeah, however yeah. old he's supposed to be now. So, so there's that theory. Um, 
<clears throat> do you like this type of movie? Like the type of movie that it it I I'm since, well, they, you, since so you're not like a fan of the trailer or what the trailer is trying to put itself off to be, but like this sort of like guy snaps and go crazy goes yeah. crazy tra- kind of movie. Well, I mean, it still depends because I still I'm not sure like what the tone of this movie really is based on this trailer. Yeah. Because I, d- I don't know if they're playing it straight face to play up how ridiculous it is or if they're playing it straight face because they're making it like it's this is a, th- a normal thing. Oh, you okay. know, and I, and that's a huge distinction for me. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, I'm mean, for everyone. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know from this trailer. Like that's that's I guess what I was getting at yeah. uh, earlier is like I'm not you know, if there were just like one kind of little wink ish moment, you know, that, that just like, communicated to me. Um, that this was, they were playing this to be absurd and over the top. Okay. You know, um, that would have, uh, that would have like clues me into the joke, you know, like okay. if, if we're playing, the, if this is a joke, but we're doing it straight face, like you got to let me as the viewer know that that's what we're doing here mm-hmm. so that I can be a part of the joke. Yeah. Uh, or enjoy it. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and I feel like this trailer fails to do that really. It take it well, like you said, it was too serious. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. From the beginning, it plays like, you know, just straight up. Hollywood blockbuster movie trailer, like by the books, oh, okay. you know, it really does it. Except, you know, where there would be like exposition introducing a plot, now there's just like someone cutting someone off in traffic. <laughs> and then it just cuts to the montage of things blowing up as the music gets louder. Um, which also we do need to talk about the music too. Okay. Because um, the music's a cover of the Nirvana song, Heart Shaped Box. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. It's. I, it's very weird. <laughs> it's a really strange choice. I don't know why anyone involved was like, you know what? I feel like Kurt Cobain, Kurt Cobain really had some <laughs> shit to say about this. Um, but the, it seems like the only reason they used it, I mean, they did this like big orchestral, like, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, reorchestration of it or a different arrangement of it. And um, the only lyric that I heard that they took from the song was, I've got a new complaint. And they just play that over like every time, you know, he's like, hey, you know, I'm sure your mom just meant to, you know, a courtesy honk or whatever and all this stuff. She's like, no, I didn't. And then they cut to Russell Crowe just like, you know, twitching Twitching. a little bit. (laughs) And then it would just in the background, you'd hear, I've got a new complaint. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I did not. I did not. uh, I was sold in. I was so enthralled with uh, Russell Crowe. Yeah. I and and again, it's like it. I like there are so many things about just that moment alone mm-hmm. that should say this is funny. Yeah, we're doing this to be funny. Yeah, but I can think of trailers for like straight faced action movies that kind of have the, that do something as stupid as that. Okay. So again, it's like no, this isn't enough to like clue me in All one right. way or the other, you know? Because I mean, just action movies are are actually just that dumb now. Yeah. Right. Um, and also advertising for them. Mm-hmm. So you know, because you got to have the. You know, the 10 second YouTube clip that you play in front of oh, the trailer yeah, on YouTube yeah, yeah. or that plays as an ad in front of other YouTube videos for that, you know, sweet six second attention span that you've got people for. <laughs> and, uh, you know, throwing in a familiar element such as a cover song or something like that is, is often a, mm-hmm. uh, a psychological trick that people use to get viewers attention, you know, and kind of get them like, oh, I like that song. You know, let me hear yeah, a little more yeah. or whatever. Shit like that. So um, that all seems pretty, you know pretty standard fare if there was but like if, a, if this movie ends up to be like you know the fp or something like that where it is it's all straight face but like you know you guys oh. this is just a big ridiculous joke yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. everyone inside of the joke thinks it's real uh-huh. 
um, then I'm then I think this could be really fun. Right. I also still don't think this is the movie to like you know make the pandemic worse to go see. <laughs> right. So like Tenet, you know, again, like we were talking about last week, I'm I might be willing to risk that. And yeah. that's what concerns me about Tenet coming out and why I'm fucking begging them to just delay it till next year. because uh, I will do something stupid to go see this movie. <laughs> I mean I wouldn't uh, go. but unhinged I feel a hundred this is a movie that comes out that I a hundred percent can sit back and go, I have no problem not going to a theater to see this. I mean, as, even though I like the trailer, yeah. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Okay. I just, I'm, I would totally, I would rent this. I don't know if I would rent it for $20. I'll give you that. Mm. I don't know if I'd rent it for $20. What's a Russell Crowe straight to VOD rental worth to you? <laughs> put, a, put a number on it. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's not uh, 20. It's and we know that much. <laughs> I'll do 10. Ten bucks. I'll do ten bucks. I'm with, I'm with you on that. I'll do ten bucks. For I go ten. A, I go ten on unhinged. Yeah, fuck for it. sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. There you have it. This is a ten dollar film. <laughs> movie. Yeah. Movie theater ticket more than ten bucks. Yeah, that's true. It's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not worth it to me. Yeah. I agree. I mean, also the the co- the potential cost in human lives is is far more than ten dollars <laughs> as well. So. Yes, this is true. Um. Yeah. It just doesn't. You know, as far as the. Uh, you know cost benefit analysis goes it just doesn't <laughs> seem to work out in favor of seeing this movie in theaters yeah um, but i agree like i i think this would be a fun one to like whether or not you know watching this with a group of friends right with some drinks of course could be a blast That's exactly this, how I this watch could, it. yeah this could be really fun because whether it's taking itself seriously or not yes we can watch it as though it is right and that'll be very entertaining <laughs> so uh you know I, I would look forward to that experience but especially nowadays the you know theatrical experience where it's like yeah you're probably not going to be able to sit i'm guessing more than like a couple people together you know in a group yeah, or whatever right. or a few and beyond that if you start like talking in the movie theater i mean that's not something i condone anyway right but i want to be laughing at this movie and if people are getting like <laughs> yo you're laughing and talking is like how this thing spreads yeah you know again that just doesn't <laughs> I don't want to have to worry about that. Right. You know? Exactly. Because it is a concern. I'm not making fun of these people's concerns. I'm saying I share it with them, but I'm going to be doing this involuntarily as a result of watching this oh. ridiculous thing. They've decided well, yeah. to spend $35 million on. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, in that sense, I'm all about it. <laughs> I can definitely uh, use this. as yeah. like a It's a theatrical thing. That's really throwing me off. If this, were, if I saw the same trailer and it was like straight to VOD, I'd be sitting here like, Bobby, when are we watching this? Yeah, and I think like, that's I want this movie to come to VOD. Like yeah. if there's a movie I'm campaigning for right now, mm-hmm. again, you know, I've been back to work for a month now. So I'm not completely out of quarantine, but yeah. You know that I still got a twitch of like, oh shit, this movie's four ninety nine. Maybe I'll <laughs> maybe I'll buy it. You <laughs> yeah. know? This is kind of what it feels like right here. It's like yeah. give me give me a ten ninety nine rental. <laughs> Down. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, no, yes, it's a right. theatrical thing, and the fact that like they think that this is a like a like welcoming us back to theaters with like literally the dumbest, laziest premise you could possibly come up with for like a, a, a theatrical summer movie mm-hmm. is it just feels like a slap in the face, you know? It's like you know, Tenet feels like yes, again, that is like an appropriate movie to reopen theaters with yeah. if you're going to do it, right? Because that's actually like a good you know people actually want to fucking see that, mm-hmm. you know? This is a movie that's pretty much just like. Hey, if you're just like dying to see something in a theater to like 
clutch at some nor- bit of normalcy, yeah, then we have something. You know, right. this is like literally the only thing that we could like risk because it was, you know, in in a studio's hands, thirty five million dollars. Not a ton of money. I mean, that's a that still feels really exorbitant for what this movie is. Yeah. Um. But you know, for them, they could risk that. You know, because if right. that movie if it fails, nobody shows up in theaters. You know, they didn't lose two hundred million dollars. You know, they lost thirty five. Right. Right. And that's not nearly as bad. You yeah. know. So so I I I get why they're doing it, but it just seems like such a poor proposition. You know, like really just. Kind of, I mean, it has a cobbled together feel to begin with because mm-hmm. it's just so thin. I and feel like this is something that you know, um, like okay, the premise is road rage, right? That's yeah. it. Like that is literally someone it. Yeah. went in and was just like road rage the movie. I'm mm-hmm. actually surprised that it's oh god in the trailer doesn't somebody say like he's road raging or I'm road yeah. raging? Someone yeah. Oh, says yeah. that in the gas station. Yes, the gas I, station clerk is like, oh, oh yeah. he's just road raging. Yes, yeah. I'm surprised that that's not the title of this movie. Road raging. Road raging. Yeah. Like, See, well, that would connote a very different uh, exactly uh, tone to me. Yeah. Right. Which I I feel like would would make me a little more excited about this. Yeah. I'd know what we're doing. <laughs> we're road raging. Yeah, to but me, this like, whole unhinged thing—that's the know? secret title of the, this movie for me—is Road Raging, mm-hmm. and like I think that's you know why I'm having more of like a positive, uh, you know, a f- the trailer's having a bit more of a positive effect on me. But I also feel like even though it's so, it's so thin, and it's just yes, Road Rage the movie. Um, I also feel like it's something that you know will will actually like if COVID wasn't a thing. And theaters were open. I actually think this movie would have like a little bit of life at the theater if they went with mm-hmm. if they went with like a full theatrical release. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it would have like legs to keep up with like Tenant or something because I don't think anything would. Yeah, but no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> but um, I feel like this is something that like my mom and dad would go see, mm-hmm. and it'd be like. Oh man, it was like a really good movie, and you know, like Road Rage, it's a real thing, and it's yeah. like, yeah, I mean, I know that's uh-huh. why I don't drive, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, and I just feel like uh, uh, enough of the world is, you know, not not to criticize people, but like there are varying stages of just what kind of movies you're into, or kind of movies you watch, not what kind of movies you get deep on, and everything, and like. For some people, I feel like this is just an escapist movie because yeah. it's like, oh man, I've had road rage before. Like this is the crazy version of what happens, and it's just like, no, this shit kind of happens sometime in the world too. Mm-hmm. But now we're just making it seem like it's some sort of fantasy. Yeah, and for whatever reason, like that will become enjoyable for like ninety minutes for someone in the theater. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, it's also in the world right now too. It's yeah. like that's you know road rage and like being stuck in traffic is really like the least relatable thing. True. That yeah, that's kind true. of exists, you yeah. know. So I'm, mean, you know, in some ways, I guess some people might, you know, it's, it just seems kind of at odds with itself in that regard, though, because it's like some, you know, memory of normalcy by like going to the theater and seeing a movie, and it's about like, oh, haha, you know, the way things used to be. Remember and we this? all were yes. driving to work, you know, <laughs> and in our best suits, and then you spill coffee, and some guy cuts you off, and you're like, fuck this guy, you know. Yeah, right. Uh, it doesn't happen right now, but then all that does is like, again, then you know, any brief moment of self reflection you had, you're like. I'm in a theater. There's no one near me. I'm wearing a mask. There's plexiglass at the end of every fucking row. Mm-hmm. You know, there's somebody checking my temperature when I come in and out of the fucking auditorium. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, it, it's just immediately you can't keep up that illusion. You know, right. it's like it's too 
you know, punishing of a reality right or too clear of a reality right now, like what's yeah. actually happening in the world. And I feel like that's going to undermine any attempt, attempt at like real escapism, mm-hmm. you know? And, and again, yeah, I see that like, this is such just like a dumb, you know, movie, but uh, you know, and maybe that's what people need right now is just a dumb movie. There's a guy who's like clearly a fucking asshole, you know, who is just, right. he's in the wrong, but again, no, that like, Dude, that character already, like, I can see the Russell Crowe being, like, the politicized... You know, this movie's going to be politicized. Oh, And again, I feel... Yeah, you know, I I do feel like, um, you know, the director intends that to some degree. Just, you know, again, looking at his Twitter account a little bit and seeing Mm -hmm. how, you know, much he was involved with that stuff that... You know, but I think people, of course, are going to read this the way they want to read it. And they'd be like, no, man, you know, he represents, like you know, all the white males that are like under attack in this country right now and they're mm-hmm. fighting back and they're being vilified for it, you yeah, know, yeah. and all this. And it's like, I think it was just supposed to be a dumb road rage movie, guys. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, and like, you know, that too just, you know, leaves like a, a gross taste in my mouth. I can just see this becoming sort of like a, you know, a, a flag for mm-hmm. the wrong people. Yeah, yeah. What I consider to be the wrong people, um, you know, and... uh yeah, that also doesn't doesn't really like engender me to it, you know. As with all movies, there I always you know think about like uh, with this would it with this movie um, what kind of conversation or what kind of movie would it be or even just a trailer if there was like a, you know there are no uh, persons of color in the movie aside from I do believe the gas, gas station, station clerk yeah. yeah is the only black person in this movie and I in the trailer at least in the yeah. trailer right right right. Um, that we've seen so far. And so, like, I thought to myself, like, well, what if Russell Crowe was a black guy? Or what if the main actress was a black woman mm-hmm. and, like, was a black family? Or what, you know, what it would if... It would take on a very different It would, dimension. you know, if it yeah. was, like, a white guy terrorizing a, you know... Or a, a white guy terrorizing a black family, mm-hmm. or vice versa, a right. black guy terrorizing a white family. You know, like, it obviously, you know, it obviously took my mind to a bunch of different places on, like, could you still make it as tongue-in-cheek as the trailer is like trying to be even though it is like so thin and just so you know like action movie like you were you were talking about earlier and stuff like that um but yeah i don't know like if it uh if uh would you want to see like a a version of that or like would that have like uh if i take away if i take away me enjoying the trailer like in a joe bob kind of way where it's just sort of like a yeah, you know, a movie from like the seventies. It's Road Rage the movie. If uh-huh. I take away that, like, would you be more into a story or an idea where it is Road Rage, but it is like a you know, a black guy terrorizing like a white a white woman or vice versa or like would that go uh, too much? I mean, it would you know it would depend on. It would depend on the material itself. Like, yeah. there's a lot of specifics there that would need to be done right, you know. Yeah, in order right. for, that. I mean, I'm not saying that couldn't be a good premise for that type of story. Yeah, right. You know, but I mean, if I were to judge like the trailer that I have in front of me, okay, as like if this movie were just like you know they they injected a, a racial element, yeah, into this conflict, um. I would probably immediately say like this is bullshit. <laughs> okay, yeah. Cuz this movie is so dumb and thin that it doesn't look like it's going to treat this kind of subject matter with any real intelligence or insight okay, or okay. even, you know, compassion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> so uh nor would I, you know, nor would I want it to. Yeah. Which is why I'm glad they're not doing that, you know, because I think that would just be the wrong thing to do for what this movie appears to be. Mm-hmm. Again, whether or not 
uh, you know, they, they are trying to make this sort of like, a, I don't know, some sort of weird like inside joke about Hollywood action movies and how thin and dumb they oh. are. Or if it's actually they, they just made that and it just kind of <laughs> looks that way because it's really just that dumb. Yeah. This is a dumb movie. Yeah. I mean, 100%. This is a fucking stupid movie. Yeah. It, it, I cannot, like, watch the trailer. I can't stress this enough. <laughs> it's literally a guy doesn't move when a light turns green and he gets honked at and the car goes around him. Like, that's that's 100% what precipitates all of this. And then she's kind of rude to him yeah. when he then in traffic starts hassling her from his car and she doesn't apologize yeah and she doesn't which i would i would that whole situation i was like i'm with her man i would just don't fucking talk like first off close your window kid like <laughs> you know but i'm not talking that crazy yeah fuck um so so yeah so i mean this is yeah i i don't i don't think that that would uh, again being able to only being able to judge it on what I have in front of me with this trailer, I don't think that that would have been a good idea yeah, for yeah. this particular film. Yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, I did uh, uh, our our note from the audience uh, as well as um, this was uh, actually the first thing I thought of when I watched the trailer the first time a while ago was the movie Falling Down. I haven't watched this movie that movie in a long time. Yeah, refresh my memory. Um, so that's Michael Douglas yes. and um, Joel Schumacher, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Living in Los Angeles. Uh, really horrible, bad day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All sorts of horrible shit going on. And then he, I, I don't, I mean, it's been a while since I watched it. It's very good. Yeah. Um, but uh, concatenation of, of horrible events. I'm pretty sure like he loses his job and like, I, like his car breaks down. He ends up in like a really bad part of like, LA? like South Central LA okay. or something okay. like that starts getting attacked and you know like trying to mug him and he ends up like fighting back and he's just you know he's like this nerdy office worker dude Mm -hmm. who just has had enough and then he gets a little taste of power you Mm -hmm. know and then he he starts you know just sort of escalating from there yeah ends up uh you know doesn't doesn't go down a good path okay um but uh um but anyway so this you know this very much feels like that but in falling down i mean it was that whole movie was told from his perspective okay you know this movie is from the woman in the car's perspective perspective. you know she's being preyed upon by Mm -hmm. this guy um and uh you know he's he's the one having the really bad day uh you know it also made me think of course of the killing joke the batman you know because that's like the whole premise of that is just the joker proving to batman and like we're both insane it's just like you you're insane in a different way than me. And mm-hmm. if you just had like one really bad day that just broke you a little bit more emotionally, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'd be the same as me, you right. know, cause you're obviously you're just as capable of doing, you know, all the theatrics, all the, you know, uh, uh, risky stuff, you know, all the destruction you cause all this type of, you know, the violence, yeah, uh, the thrill of it, you know, you're, you're, we're the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, but it's just, you haven't had as bad of a day as I have. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Um, although Batman arguably had had at least one pretty shitty fucking miserable day. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, um, man, I wish somebody would put that scene on film. <laughs> Nobody's thought of putting that scene in a movie. We've never seen it before. <laughs> even in a movie that was like, even a movie that's like just tangentially related to this character. Maybe let's just sneak it in there somehow. Sorry. Um, But uh, anyway, you know, so those were the couple of things. Because, you know, that's what Bruce, that's what um, Russell Crowe goes on to start, like, hassling her about later on. He's like, I'm going to teach you what a really bad day is. Oh, yeah. You know, through, like, violence and retribution or something (laughs) like that. 
He gets kind of. Sp- oh, that's one of the things. Is I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, brought up that line is because when he said that in the in the trailer, I thought like there's got to be a point in this movie where he starts, uh, you know, doing doing Bible verse. Mm-hmm. He's got to. Oh like, he sure, has, yeah. He's got to go down this. He's got to have a Bible in the truck. I was I was starting you know because as it goes on too like you know there's there's a you know he has what appears to be a, something of a. a you know, natural capability for this stuff. Mm. Um, you know, cause there's like, he like steals her phone and then somehow she has another phone, like a flip phone in her car. Oh yeah. And yeah, then yeah. he's like calling from the diner mm-hmm. and like knew that she was supposed to be meeting this guy there and then fools him into like talking to her before she like reveals right. this guy's crazy. He takes the phone back and he's like, no, I'm gonna start teaching you a lesson. And then yeah, kills yeah. the guy and all this shit. I'm like, I'm really wondering if there's going to be a you know like a dossier scene in this movie where they're just like, who is this guy? I was going to ask oh, you. Oh man, he's ex special <laughs> forces. Like, this is the one guy I would not want to fuck with. Yeah. You know, type of scene. Because uh-huh. you know, and then he's like blowing up a house and like it's or something and towards mm-hmm. the end of the trailer, and it you know it just gets so over the top ridiculous that it's yeah. like, is this really supposed to be just like some random guy? Right. You know, and just all of a sudden, just because he he has that bad of a day now he's like a criminal mastermind you know, yeah. or something you know which would just make it even dumber did you ever watch law-abiding citizen oh no i did not because that jerry butts what you just described right now mm-hmm. is the plot of that movie of jerry butts jerry yeah. butler is a guy who uh his wife and daughter are murdered mm-hmm. and the jamie fox is the public defender that is defending the murderer and because the murderer gets cuts a deal he gets off and Jerry Butts is upset about it. So mm. over the course of a year, he basically plans to murder every single person involved with getting mm. this guy off. Like okay. in the high in like the government. Um I forget what, what city they're in. Uh Philadelphia, I think yeah. they're in, right? So the mayor, all all these people, right? And there is a dossier scene in the movie where that actor Michael Kelly mm-hmm. when they're investigating oh, yeah. they they go to like a like good a good dossier scene. Oh dude, guy. it's so yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like he just lays out this thing of like, yeah, you know, this guy he's ex- thirteen tours in Iraq. Never got fortunes. a scratch. Yeah, yeah, dude. It was literally that, dude. It's literally that. And he's just he he chrono uh, basically um Jerry Jerry Butt's character in the movie is like an expert in how to like kill someone without being in the room. Mm. Right. And he describes the scene of like <laughs> that's a fucking discipline. Yeah, like, dude, <laughs> it is. It's so good. Um, but he talks. Wow. Of, but he describes this scene of like this guy that they were trying to, you know, like kill or something. And um, he devised a way to kill him with his necktie. <laughs> well, without being in the room, without being in the room. Mm. So basically, like just design something where the necktie would just strangle him to death and like choke him or whatever. Nice. All yeah. Right. Yeah. This movie's fucking insane. Is that did Neil LeBoot direct that? Why do I have that in my head? Uh, I think it's F. Gary Gray directed it. Oh, <laughs> did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, F. Gary Gray directed right. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fun. Uh, oh, I was yeah. thinking of Lakeview Terrace. Oh, I never Sam saw Jay, that. That, but that's Neil LeBoot directed oh, that really? movie. Really? Yeah, that's what I was thinking okay. of. Yeah, for some reason. But anyway, sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> I was just it was sticking in my head. <laughs> Had to get it out. <laughs> uh. But yeah, law-abiding citizen. Yeah. yeah, all right. You should put that on your Jerry Butt list, man. Uh, how haggard does he look in that? 
He was pretty rough. He wasn't bad. He was still mm, he not he interested. Had a, he had a little <laughs> bit of a. <laughs> I only like I only like puffy. I love that skin rash. Uh, <laughs> fucking slightly diseased looking, um, but still hitting the gym every day. Uh, Jerry Butt, but he's got like I don't know. He's got like those old drinkers muscles. You know where there's like this the muscles are strong, but you can see the skin is like sagging off yes. of like a, a yeah. tight muscle. Uh-huh. He's got that thing going on. Yeah, it's. Uh, Would you rather see Jerry very unpleasant in this trailer in this movie Unhinged? Mm, at least I'd know what the movie was. Because <laughs> <laughs> like Russell, I don't, I don't know. know maybe man. Russell Crowe's just like bringing some sort of like authenticity to it too. That I'm like, oh man, like this, you know. What do you mean, like authenticity? Like to the role, he's like bringing. Oh, you know, he's he's like making this role more alive than it should be. Oh, okay. And right, and right. again, that's making me feel like they're playing this just like serious movie, you know, gotcha. and not like haha okay. serious movie, yeah. right? Um, but if it was Jerry Butler, you'd be like, oh, oh if it were Jerry, I'd be like, I'm I mean, in. it doesn't matter. You've already made it ridiculous. Yeah. There's. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You put this man's face on camera, and Russell Crowe's getting there. Like, man, those close-ups on his face. Woo! There's yeah. not much negative space in those frames. It's it's mostly filled <laughs> with space. Um. Yeah. No, I don't know if I would want to see Jerry Butler in this movie. Yeah. I think that's the kind of exciting thing for me is it is Russell Crowe because mm-hmm. I just feel like I haven't seen Russell Crowe like this, mm. and I feel like maybe not every actor, but. What I don't know is this. Is this the beginning of Russell Crowe's Liam Neeson portion of his career? Ooh, like is this gonna be? Maybe he's just awesome in this. This is, is like when Taken came out, and everyone's like, "What the fuck is he doing in that?" And then you watch, and you're like, "Wow, this guy can kick ass with a truck." I want to see more of that. It crossed my mind if there would be like, because his he's billed as just the man, mm-hmm. and it's in the credits. Nice. You think they get two sequels out of this? I like this. Mm, they might. I mean, it depends. Not 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 all that editing though. Yeah, Russell maybe Crowe I, about that. I bet the ending of this movie is very similar to the ending of the recent Halloween movie. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? I want shot for shot. Yeah, I want it exact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, house on fire. Mm-hmm. He's there one minute, then yeah. he's not. Then he's not. Yeah. And then maybe you just see somebody like. The camera low on someone's like legs walking into another truck, just yeah. driving off. Maybe, or maybe, maybe Russell Crowe is they're calling him the man because he's actually the shape. And at the Ooh. end of this movie, after he kills these bitches, he's gonna be like, <laughs> he's just gonna nod his like, look at their corpses and like nod his head and then yeah. just look up in the camera and just put the mask on. And then you hear oh, the theme song come yeah. in and then he walks out of frame and it says, Halloween kills next year. So good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I love it. I mean, we could so so we've effectively turned this movie into a bridge between virtuosity and the uh re hat re whatever it is, the new Halloween movie thing. Yes. <laughs> it's exactly I'm pretty sure that's how it's built on bluehomehouse.com. So, yeah, yes. it's the new Halloween thing. Uh-huh. Because it's it's I don't know, it's a sequel, but without some of the sequels, mm-hmm. it's yeah. Anyway. It's a redo, but from start, but but part one happened. Right. Yeah, one of those. You know, <laughs> it's typical. Um, it is an alternate timeline, Dorian. 
There we go. In That's which what it is. Two through Rob Zombie never happened. Mm-hmm. And but one did. But number one did. Yeah. And we are jumping off from there. Yep. Yep. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, but anyway, we could, uh, we have effectively turned yep. this into the uh, the the missing link between those universes. Yeah, which I don't think anyone ever knew that they wanted, but I think now we all understand pretty clearly that we needed. I dig the I dig. It's got to have some sort of. I mean, he survives at the end of this movie. He there's there's got to be a moment where we think he's dead. It's done, mm-hmm. but he's still alive. Yeah, you know, there's still you know more of the man coming, mm. and I think that's what you know. I think yeah. that's what's gonna happen. Or he just he ends up in like a coma or some shit like that, and they're just like, I don't know. I mean, there's an almost zero percent chance that he'll ever wake up from this coma. But is there a is there he a, had a, his will clearly stated that his life savings were to be used to keep him maintain him on life support. Oh shit! The man would do that. Yeah, and so we'll just have to see what happens. Cut to black. Ooh, that's the end of the movie. Yeah, that's I the like second that. end of the movie. I like that. Is that, yeah. the, is that that's a, the post credits? Is that the deleted scene? Yeah, that's a, that's the uh, alternate ending that'll be on the uh, Blu-ray. Yeah. Hey guys, we only shot five endings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the one in the trailer is the one I want. When mm-hmm. We did these other ones, you know, just to see, just, uh, just in case. You know, yeah. Our producer's cousin was a nice guy, and he had yeah. this one idea. We were like, all right, we'll fucking shoot it. Yeah. You know. The poster for this movie is very. Very amusing. Oh, yeah. Let's finish it off with the poster. Yeah. Because uh, I saw this poster like a few months ago, I think uh-huh. before there was a trailer, and I sent it to you and Jeremy because yes. I just like saw it. This was like a, I, I want to say like a month or so into COVID. I think I was looking up stuff to do on the show oh, when, oh, we, yes, when there yes, were no yes. trailers anymore. Right, and we were right. like, well, what do we talk about? And I was like looking on IMDb and I was like, so what does it even say is like coming out? You know, Tenet was there on July 17th, but I was like, what? I, all of a sudden, like one day, I saw that there was this movie listed for like July first or something like that. It mm-hmm. was unhinged. Yeah, I was like, "What the fuck is that?" I clicked on the poster. It's just like I didn't know anything about this movie, and it's just Russell Crowe like looking angry yeah. off to the side, side eye, and then it just says, "He can happen to anyone." And it was my mind went to some crazy places before <laughs> I, I understood like what this was communicating. It's yeah. like, oh, it's like. The anonymity of a enraged driver, you know, right, it could right. be anybody. Um, but uh, but at first, I was just like, "Is this some weird, like, you know, metatextual commentary on Russell Crowe and sort of like the the fall from grace that he's had a little bit, <laughs> and like yeah. that could happen to anybody, you know, yeah. like don't judge him or something, or like it's coming for you, you yeah. know, or some shit." I was just dying laughing at this poster because uh, I'll take it a step further. Is the yeah. the is the script plot and kind of movie that Russell Crowe is now in for Unhinged? Is that the he can happen to anyone? Absolutely, it could. Fuck, yeah. that's really that's deep. I mean, it is so open to it interpretation. happens to so many actors, and it's happening now to Russell Crowe. He can happen to anyone. He's in Unhinged. Yeah, Fuck. he's now this guy. Yeah. And it's not it's not even he Russell Crowe. It's he in the same way that, you know, Russell Crowe in Nick Cave's sequel to Gladiator is the general at the end. It's not actually Russell Crowe. It's just he is the embodiment of this event or this like uh, sort of uh, eventuality of the universe. You know, he is just that concept made manifest in 2020. Does does General Maximus become the man? 
as he lived through the ages. All right. And it becomes such the embodiment of war. We're just bringing every Russell Crowe movie together. <laughs> All of them. And even, and even one that he doesn't have nothing to do with. Why, nothing to do with Halloween, why but we got that we, in. Why don't we drink more when we record these? Because yeah. this is where it's coming from. Yeah. I'm fucking digging it. It's good stuff. It is. I mean, shit. We're, we're like going to Alan Moore. The entirety <laughs> of Russell Crowe. This is our black dossier. The Crow dossier is oh being, being written live on the air right now. I mean, it's not. Well, you won't hear. Fuck. You know what I mean. <laughs> I like your take, though, on the he can happen to anyone. The uh, the poster. It just I had. So I, I it was just it was purely a coincidence of having zero context. Yeah, right. For what right, this yeah, was. Yeah. I just saw Russell and it was like that uh, slogan is more uh, prevalent on the poster than the title of the movie. Mm, mm-hmm. So like literally all I saw was just and Ro- and he doesn't look good on this poster either. I mean, he he's looks hot, sweaty. He, he looks Jerry Butts. You he know, he's, butts, he's got yeah. the puffy face. Um, it started becoming like like shapeless. Yeah. Uh, too like if you stuffed a bunch of mashed potatoes in a burlap sack and kind of let them sit in the sun for a couple hours, um, sort of that shape. That's a Jerry uh, Butt shape though. Jerry that's Butt. More, that's like that's yeah. more Jerry Butt. He does. Yeah, Russell Crowe. He's still smooth. The skin he, is still he's, smooth. He's got a shape, and he's got. It's just it's losing some defining. There's no like creases or anything to give it yeah. definition. It's yeah. just like a flat, puffy face. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I was trying to. Sorry, I should have saved that one for Jerry. Yeah, that's a Jerry. Um, yeah. But that's how close Jerry and Russell are getting now. You know, that's the, I'm starting to accidentally <laughs> apply one to the other. You know, it's just that's a dangerous place to even be in to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just seeing that face and like yeah. you know, and just again, like I haven't seen you know Russell Crowe hasn't been like the headliner on a movie poster in a while either. That just seeing right the way he looked on this poster too. You know, compared to thinking about like. Master and Commander, Cinderella Man, Beautiful Mind was just sort of like a whoa. And then to see the words he can happen to anyone next to it was like, what are you advertising here? (laughs) (laughs) This is like, this looks more like a PSA than a movie poster, you know? It does. Like, hey guys, just, you know, take it one step at a time. (laughs) Look at what Russell's doing. You don't want to end up where Russell's at. That, you know, you just, know what? Just think things through a little bit before you this just, step on uh, the gas, you know? This just dawned on me. And uh, my, my, my could be my last contribution to the uh, poster talk. Yeah. But the poster of this movie is the kind of poster that I feel like you would see at like a self help group. Ooh, for sure. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it, it gives me like those, uh, I want to say, you know, it's <laughs> like those sc- old school posters where it's like teamwork. Mm-hmm. You know, this one is like <laughs> it's it's the same. Yeah, it's the other side of that. it is the other side. It's, of it's that. the one they use to be like, is this what you look like at 2 a.m. when you're, <laughs> you know, <Yes. laughs> sitting outside of your daughter's friend's house while she's having a sleepover to make sure that they're not getting up to anything, you know, yeah. or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. Is this you sitting outside your ex-wife's house? Do you have anger issues? <laughs> Do you have anger issues? <laughs> <laughs> Don't send that yeah, text. Yeah, I could see that. Don't send that text, man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> don't do it. Don't ring the doorbell. You want to. <laughs> don't go in and you ring want the doorbell. To, you want to ring that doorbell. You want to send that. You want to ask if she's up. Don't. Mm-hmm. Don't. Mm-mm. <laughs> I kind of want this poster done. Yeah, I mean, you could easily, yeah, we could pretty easily Photoshop this together. Yeah. <laughs> Work pretty good. But yeah. It, no, it really does have that air to it. I mean, it certainly, it certainly doesn't scream, you know, like, movie that time, effort, and passion and talent went into. 
No. It's, <laughs> it's not the vibe I get from it. But I am still jazzed for it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm not... I wouldn't say I'm jazzed for it, but when we are all getting together to watch it drunkenly one night, yeah. like a few months from now, yeah. when they like do what they should have just been doing the whole time and just put it out online. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I will I will be excited about it then. Cool. Yeah. Cool. You'll watch it. Oh, yeah. No, Sweet. I think that'll be a really fun watch. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But putting this in theaters? Hell no. No, I'm with I'm with you on that. Yeah, what I'm are you thinking? You that. Yeah. What? Don't do that. I, this shouldn't have been in theaters before theaters closed down. Yes. You know? <laughs> this is... This demands for me to me for me to be on my couch in yeah. my shorts or over here. Yeah. Still in my yeah, shorts. Yeah, I don't think you guys I don't think you guys quite got there with it. You know, no. you got you got Crow, you got theatrical release talent, you know. Yeah. And I think that's what they're really banking on is yes. just like Russell Crowe. And it's like, well, I just don't know that his name carries what it used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, for people, you know, sure, in their especially like younger crowd, you know, who are the people that are actually comfortable with going out of their house right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think Russell Crowe means a whole lot to them, you know, because they're a little too young to really have been around when he was like the top guy, you know, Um, since then. Yeah, he's he's obviously been the, you know, subject of some or, uh, you know, at the center of some controversial thing, slightly controversial things, I'll say. Yeah, it was crazy, Um, you know, and and yeah. And also his career hasn't really been, you know, at its peak. Yeah. In the past. 18 years or so (laughs) (laughs) so so yeah i you know that's the other thing too is like it seems like this you know the the star power that you're trying to leverage with your marketing here has an appeal outside of the age range you should really be trying to capture right now because it's the young crowd that's going to be the most comfortable going they know they can survive this shit you know well this would have helped maybe with a more of a uh, a star in the female role possibly yeah Maybe. i mean probably wouldn't hurt yeah. nowadays at least you know um but uh but just somebody with a little more relevance to the younger generation i could see that know? i could see your argument there i think I yeah i think i think that's just you know i think that's just like the smart if you want to actually make money in a movie theater right now yeah. with all the shit working against you right the thing to do would be to release a movie that appeals to the age group that is most likely to come to the theater Right. And currently that's millennials, you yeah. know, because they're that's kind of what they're doing. And like that would be awesome, actually, if they did more of that, because they can really help with like a lot of businesses that are struggling right now. If it was like, you know, actually, Bill Maher did a really good rant a few weeks ago about just like, please, like, go to malls and go see movies, you know, to millennials. Oh, okay. He's like, I talk a lot of shit about you guys. Yeah, but yeah. like <laughs> you could essentially like save the economy right now yeah, yeah, and like yeah. undo all of the shit talking that people have been doing by mm. like doing something great for everyone yeah you know that's like saves industries gets jobs back while the rest of people can kind of like shelter down still and you know uh, try to ride this thing out you know or just be safe yeah right but you know if there's anyone who has the least amount of risk by far that could actually go out and jumpstart the economy again it's that it's that group you know and um so yeah i thought it was really really interesting Uh, and, and, you know, and a good point. Uh, but also it's like, yeah, well then get a movie in theaters that appeals to them. You right, know, I yeah. don't think they want to see the ru- fucking Russell Crowe Road Rage movie, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they give a fuck about Russell Crowe. <laughs> I give a fuck about Russell Crowe. I was saying, I'm with you, but, um, well, technically we are millennials, but yeah. Um, but we're not, you know, we're not in the prime subset that I think those comments are really directed towards. So yeah. Right. Yeah, gotta well, get some with the. Uh, fuck, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know like who's somebody that Zendaya. 
Get some with Zendaya in it no. in theaters. Well, young people like her, right? I don't. Well, you're too old. No, I'm not. That's what we're talking about. You no, like I'm Russell Crowe. You're obviously too old. <laughs> <laughs> We've decided right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, this is what it feels like to see. You're just starting to realize what it's like to get old. God, I've, had, I've got a few years on you, fuck. but this is, dude, this is how it happens. It's insidious. No. It's, it's subtle. It doesn't happen in the ways you think where all I, of a sudden you're like, I don't get the world anymore. It's little things like that. I would put a. Do you think of like Robert Pattinson's in this movie? If Robert Pattinson is in the Russell Crowe movie, it's a lower budget of a movie, like more of an art house flick. Mm. Or is it still the same sort of like he can happen to anyone? Because <laughs> technically, that kind of guy Ooh, I don't can know. happen to anyone too. Pattinson? Yeah. I don't know. He kind of pulled the impossible. Like he, he went, did. He went from that's not something anyone could do. Do you think he take? Do you think he like goes? Do you think he goes back to like that Twilight? sort of like well and is just like i'm just gonna like fuck this archetype up the ass with mm. this movie this this pretty boy persona i don't you know what could this could this i be don't like even want to pretend to know what pattinson would do with this type of <laughs> okay. role you know like i i think such is his yeah <laughs> such is his skill as an artist all right fair yeah. enough yeah fair enough. which again like that's what makes him so impressive the fact that it's like i'm talking I, i'm talking about the guy from twilight right now yeah 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 that's yeah. who i'm talking about i'm not putting him in the same category but or the same group i was just thinking about like mark Wahlberg and fear Ooh, like that's what i was thinking about Nicole i'm thinking Forever. like yeah, yeah yeah that i was thinking about that I mean, if Pattinson so. were leading this movie, I'd be way more interested. Oh, I mean, this would yeah. be like, um, you know what? This would remind me of if Pattinson were in the role. Uh, the Wes Craven movie, Red Eye. Oh. Killian Murphy. Yes. As the, the crazy guy on the airplane. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, it's kind of this movie, but they're on an airplane. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I mean, I remember liking it. I thought it, it was, was not like good. Not like phenomenal. No, but it but was it was, solid. it was cool, though. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, and this was like. Right around, this was like right after Batman Begins, so it was like, yo, Killian, this dude. Oh, yeah, He's fucking right. yes. awesome. Yes. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, Scarecrow, Scarecrow yeah. yeah. He was amazing in that movie. Right. So I was immediately like, I need to see more of this guy. All right. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, that would be my, that would probably be the uh, compare, whereas this, you know, I, I started thinking falling down. Oh, if yeah. I had seen Pattinson sitting in that driver's seat, uh, I would probably be thinking of Red Eye. Okay. Yeah. I could be with that. Yep. All right. Well, I'm sure we could continue to beat and beat Russell Crowe's face. Yeah, I mean, I'm not getting any less drunk. Into something, <laughs> into something more fluffier. But um, I really enjoyed this conversation. <laughs> it was a good one. With you. I think it was, yeah. I, I, yeah. Got back into the off-ramps in a big way this week. We did. Yeah. It yeah. felt good. felt good. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm really hoping this movie goes to VOD soon. Yeah. So that I can watch it. We I hope they just it. cancel the theater thing. Oh, 100%. Yes, I agree with you there. 100%. And just, yeah, just cancel that. Just go to VOD. Yes. I mean, like, again, you know, this is after, like, Trolls and fucking Invisible Man and The Hunt and, like, Bloodshot and all that shit. Like, those, well, of all of those, Trolls, I think, was the only one that was a only digital release. Everything else had a little bit of theatrical. Even Bloodshot had a week yes. before they shut down yeah, theaters. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Trolls did, like, did like 200 million or something like that in VOD. Like it, was it was three. Th- was it three? Yeah, it yeah. was crazy. Trolls in like made, two weeks or something. Yeah, Trolls made 300 million in, I think it was like two to three weeks in its first two to three weeks on VOD. And that's how much the first Trolls movie I think made in its entire run. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> look, look, producers of Unhinged. I mean, all I'm saying is me personally, if you put this in a theater, I'm not going. 
If you release this at home, I will probably watch it the opening week, the first weekend it's <laughs> yeah, available. Yeah, right, exactly. Do with that information what you will. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's yeah. all. I think we should end it there. Yeah, I think that that kind of sums it all up. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>